Hey everyone, I'm John Steele, and this is After Four, a podcast for InterVarsity alumni. Life after college is hard, and even a great experience with your InterVarsity chapter doesn't shield you from the challenges of transition. As we hear stories from real alumni learning how to make it in their post-InterVarsity reality, my hope is that this podcast will offer some encouragement, a few laughs, and even some hope for the future. This is After Four, and these are your stories. Yes, we're back again with another episode of After Four, the podcast for InterVarsity alumni. I'm your host, John Steele, and I'm glad you're here. I know it's hard to believe, but January has already come and gone, and we're officially one-twelfth of the way through 2022. And whether you find that exciting or terrifying, there's one thing it does mean that we can all celebrate together. It's February, and it's Black History Month. Now, as many of you know, After Four has been around for just over a year, and that's not nothing, but we're still doing a lot of learning. What kind of content can we offer or should we offer? Where can we expand and where do we need to focus? What kind of ongoing games and segments and such can we include to better interact with you, our audience? So many questions, so few answers. But when we find ourselves entering a time like Black History Month, we are not without things to offer. We've had some really great conversations with alumni of color and we're excited to share those with you. So even while we keep trying to learn where this podcast is going for future weeks and months and years, this month we will give what we have. And that's the opportunity to hear from a few of our black alumni brothers and sisters about their experiences with life after college. We'll start the month with a continuation of my conversation from last week with University of Chicago alumna Brianna Payton. If you didn't hear part one, pause now and go back and listen. Her story about walking with Jesus through loss and mourning is really helpful for informing the second half of our conversation. Today, we listen as Brianna continues to share about the impact of the loss of her friend and co-worker, a loss that, while incredibly tragic, God has used to invite Brianna into his purposes in the world around her. I'm excited for you to hear Brianna's thoughts on what it can look like to partner with God in your everyday life. Enjoy. It actually, this is one thing that God did use it to do, um, even though I don't believe that my coworker passing was the doing of God, but I know that God works things for the good. And one way that he did do that in my life was just giving me an even stronger motivation and a greater urgency about sharing the gospel. So when I was in my Lyft ride on my way to that trip to Houston, I started a spiritual conversation with my Lyft driver. He was telling me about all his different views and how he thinks everything is a product of our perception and all these different things. And um, I was kind of just asking him some different questions like, well, how do you think this? And what do you think about that? And before I got out the car, I was like, you know, normally I wouldn't be this forward, but I just think you should ask God to reveal himself to you and like, and like give God a try. And he was like, wow, you are the sixth person in the last week to say that to me. Whoa. Help to tell me that I need to get closer to God. And I was like, well, I think you should. And he was like, well, I have to at least try now. And so that was just like a very surreal moment where I was like, wow, God used this really, really painful experience to remind me that we shouldn't take for granted the opportunities that we have to share Christ with the people around us. And it's helping me to push myself out of my comfort zone and to to go further maybe than I would have normally. And I can trust that he can bring fruit out of that in other people's lives. 
there's a couple of different things that you're saying that really stand out to me. One of those is how easy it is to be questioning, did I do enough? Is there more that I could have done? But I hope at the same time you can look back and say, man, thank you, Lord, that you prompted me in the ways that you did. And and thank you for the places that you gave meaningful conversations and how important that was. Those things are so easy to forget or to just brush over. And then even these really hard experiences then can propel us forward to be a reminder of, oh, this is something that I already thought was important, but this has ignited something new in me that even this this Lyft driver, I'm going to respond to this prompting of the spirit. I'm going to say something to this person. And that now, I mean, who knows what kind of opportunities could be opened up to this person because you were willing to say yes. And that even that is, is the grace of God at work in your life through a really hard situation and at work in the life of somebody else through a really hard situation that wasn't even connected to your coworker and to your friend. And it's cool to see even in the midst of things that are still painful and hard and that we don't have answers to that those things can still be a part of hopefully life transformation for other people. It kind of reminds me of when Jesus gave Peter a chance to kind of come back from denying him, you know, because it's like Peter denied Jesus three times, but then when Jesus was resurrected, he asked Peter three times that he love him. So he got to affirm his love three times. And I just am believing that God is giving me opportunities to, to be faithful. And it doesn't mean I'll be perfect all of a sudden going forward, but it just goes to show that God is a God of redemption and he works with imperfect people. And even through intervarsity, he's actually given me more of an opportunity to contribute to the spreading of the gospel through Rick, um, who I did the evangelism work with. I am now going to be working with intervarsity on a project to raise up, I think, 80,000 high school and college students to share about what Easter means to them with their, with their friends in their community. And who knows what that might produce. And the opportunity means more to me because of the experience that I just had with my coworker, because I know everyone has different views of like the prophetic and, you know, spiritual gifts and things of that nature. But before I started my job, I was on a prayer call and I was telling the people on the prayer call about this new job that I was starting. And this woman from my church on the prayer call said, God is sending you in your job to these people who think they have time. And, you know, I didn't really take that word super seriously or to heart at the time. I did remember it. And I, when I was in my job, I assumed that the people who thought they had time would, of course, be maybe the older people. And so a year later for one of my young coworkers to pass away and from the first thing for me to say is, God, he needed more time. It was just kind of like a, I don't want to say deja vu, but it was like a moment where I'm like, wow, like I remembered that word. And it just goes to show that I think that when we are young and when we know people that are young, we assume that we have all the time in the world. We assume that they're going to live to old age and they're going to have all these many more years to make their decision for Christ. And the truth of the matter is we don't know how much time anyone has. So it just makes it that much more important to me, this opportunity to encourage high school and college students to be a witness to their friends, because we don't know if they're going to witness to somebody who maybe doesn't have as much time as they think they have. And may that be an encouragement to anybody who's listening to our conversation today, whether it's for you yourself or for a friend that you're thinking about talking to Jesus about, or if you're saying maybe in the next season of my life, I'll reconnect with Jesus. I'll reconnect with community, fill in the blank thing. No, 
Today is the day. Don't wait for tomorrow. Start right now. If you've been waiting for your prompt, <laughs> let our conversation right now be the prompt that you've been waiting for to take that step and to share Jesus with that person you've been praying for, that you've been considering, or to take that next step in your own faith. Don't wait till tomorrow. Just do it now. <laughs> Definitely, because the word says, seek the Lord while he may be found. And it says that when you hear the voice of God, don't harden your heart. Brianna, thank you for sharing, for talking to somebody that you don't really know. That was incredibly vulnerable. I appreciate you sharing that. Like we said, loss is something that we're all going to experience and we're not going to be ready for it. We had a close family friend that passed from COVID that was hospitalized and we really thought was improving. And then the next day, it was basically like, she's taken a turn. There's nothing we can do. And so we we made a trip back to Indiana for a funeral that we weren't anticipating. You, you don't know when those things are going to happen and you can't be prepared for it. But I think you've shared some things that are helpful for us to take along with us. One other thing that I wanted to point out was just your openness in the way that you, that you were talking with God in those places, I think is so fantastic. And even just naming like, God, I don't even know if this is theologically correct. I don't even know if this is the way that you move but you love me. And so I know that I can say it to you. It just makes me think of so many of the Psalms where the psalmist is just like, you know what? I'm just going to say this. <laughs> it was on my heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not that we want to be flippant with our words and the things that we say to God, not that we want to be thoughtless or careless, but that we can lay our hearts bare before God and just say what needs to be said because he is tough enough. He is strong enough and he loves us enough to sit with us in, and to say, I know, like, I know you feel that way. That's not a surprise. And I, I just think that that's such an incredible tool that you have. And, and I, I hope other people will do that. Like, just say what you've got to say and then go back and work through it with God afterwards. Definitely. That's something that I have had to learn at different points in my faith walk is just that you, you really want to take all your feelings and questions to God, because if you take them away from God, you're not going anywhere fruitful. Only in God and only in God's presence can truth confront lies that we might be believing only in God's presence can healing be the balm over the pain that we're feeling only in God's presence. Can we even have a safe place to express anger and actually have it resolve? So even even the emotions that feel unholy, even the questions that might feel blasphemous, there's no there's no safe place to take them but to God. Uh, those are those are great words for us to be considering. Thinking about the reality of something so challenging and painful that's happened in your life, flip side of that, have there been any unexpected joys that you've gotten to experience as you're living in this next phase of life? Honestly, my whole life is joyful. I'm really, really blessed to be able to say that. There have been times where I have struggled to have joy. Actually, again, I know everyone might feel differently about the prophetic, but I recently got a prophetic word where someone was saying you had a season where you really had to fight for your joy. And like God has you in a season now where you don't have to fight for it. And it actually really reminded me of a season that I was in earlier this year where I wasn't joyful. God has given me some projects and assignments that I'm really blessed to be able to pursue. Um, I have a business where I work with students and young professionals on their education and career goals. And I do editing services and with books and college essays and cover letters and resumes and things like that. It's called Successfully You Consulting. And I was starting to take that a lot more seriously since graduating. And similarly, God had me start a YouTube channel when I was in grad school called Bring Myself and God. And I also started taking that a lot more seriously since graduating, you know, because I had a little more time on my hands. 
And what started off as these really great ideas that God gave me that I was excited to pursue quickly became something that I kind of crushed myself under the pressure of them. Like I said, I'm kind of like type A high achiever. So these things that were passion projects became these things where I'm like, I have to do this. I have to put out a YouTube video every week. I'm working overtime at work, but like I need to get this YouTube video up. I need to run this sale for my business so that I can raise visibility and I need to finish my website copy and all these different things. And it's like, it just became so pressurized. It got to the point where I was never really happy because I was just constantly thinking about the things that I needed to do to be better and more fruitful in my business or in my online ministry, so to speak. People would ask how I'm doing and I would just say I'm doing okay, but I couldn't really say I was doing good. I would just kind of say something that was neutral. And it wasn't even because anything was going particularly wrong in my life, but it was just because the headspace I was in was one where I was being so hard on myself that it was hard to have joy. And it always felt like something was amiss or something wasn't up to par. I'm even down to my spiritual life and feeling like I'm guilty because I know I'm not praying enough or because I'm not spending enough time with God. I was on a prayer call where they were like, we should be trying to pray three hours a day. And I'm like, there. I'm not even hitting close to this. Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I know, I know. And so like, I just had a lot of pressure. And so when I say my life is joyful, it prompts me to realize that that's a blessing of this season, that it hasn't always been that way. But God has broken off some of those chains of constantly being under the pressure of performance. And he's allowed me to just be and just enjoy myself. Recently, I took a trip home for my birthday and I got to celebrate it with my family. And I did a whole birthday weekend. Like I did an outdoor skating thing in downtown Detroit. I did go-karts and an arcade. And I did a brunch where I got all dressed up and I got my hair done a different way. I went to like this karaoke thing that I really loved. I just did all these things that I enjoyed with my friends and with my family. And it was so fun. And then I drove back to Chicago and planned a whole weekend of doing things that I love with people I loved in Chicago. The joys of just being able to have robust and flamboyant birthday celebrations. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's necessarily an unexpected joy of life in general, but just the freedom to be able to do things that you love with people that you love is is one of the joys of my life. It sounds to me also just like a matter of examining your life and saying, what are the opportunities that I have at hand? And I'm going to take advantage of that. You're not just sitting around and waiting for the invitation, even in these places where you're sometimes feeling overwhelmed by work and and your passion projects are are becoming very challenging things to continue with because of all this other stuff. And th- those are realities that are going on around you. But at the same time, you're examining and saying, like, what are the opportunities I have to experience joy? OK, I'm going to take advantage of that and just do it. Definitely. And now that I think about it, I was pretty happy earlier today working with one of my clients on his college essay. And, you know, just seeing an essay go from kind of like meh to like, oh, this is really good. To be thinking that like, wow, I'm able to use a gift that God has given me for writing to like help somebody write an essay that can really change the trajectory of their life. Because if you have a good enough college and scholarship essay, that affects what college you get into. That affects how much scholarship money you get. Like it can really change your life. And so when you just stop focusing on, is my business perfect? Do I have all my ducks in a row? And you stop and think and say, wow, I have gifts and talents that I'm able to use to like impact the lives of other people. That's also a source of joy, you know, just to be like, thank you, God. And then to think this business is the result of an idea that God gave me when I was praying going into the new year in 2019. And God gave me the idea for my YouTube channel and God gave me the idea for my business. Just life is a gift. I get to literally live a life of purpose is what it is. But there's so much joy that comes out of that of saying God made me this way. God deposited these gifts in me. 
and I get to pour this out for the good of others and for the glory of God, all of that gives me a lot of joy. And it feels like it would be super easy for somebody to listen to a story like that and say, that's great for Brianna that she has so many things going for her. Like, that's just not my reality. And part of that could be the case, but it sounds to me like there's also this growing discipline that you have of just recognizing, no, these are the things that God's put in my life. And I could choose to see them as this really burdensome thing that keeps me from doing fill in the blank. Or I could recognize the fact that God's put me here on purpose at this time. And I get to do these things that have real life impact. And maybe for many of us that feel in this stuck place that maybe there are some places where you need to get unstuck, like that could be a reality, but maybe it's also a matter of reframing the way that you look at your own life and saying, where are the places that you have meaningful influence and meaningful interactions and meaningful doesn't mean that you're out there making movies or writing songs or massive policy change. Like, obviously that's great to be a part of massive policy change that's happening, but sometimes it's just a matter of being the faithful neighbor. (laughs) Like you are living next door, house, apartment, whatever it might be to other people. And you're there on purpose and you can take advantage of that and find purpose in the midst of something as simple as knocking on your neighbor's door and having a conversation with them that they wouldn't have otherwise had. Literally every day is an opportunity to partner with God for purpose and purpose is not some one big thing. It's not even about launching a business or an online ministry, or like you said, having this amazing job. It's about, can I find the beauty of what God is doing in and through me today? And sometimes the beauty of what God wants to do in your life is just about you to start. Maybe you're not in a place where you are so overflowing with joy and and boldness about God that you're ready to like go do the thing for the other person. Maybe for you partnering with God today is just making space to process your feelings. Maybe you partnering with God today is making space to worship because you haven't done it in a long time. Maybe you partnering with God today is exercising some discipline to like clean up your living space and to just do some things decently and in order, like the Bible says. There are so many opportunities and ways that we can partner with God because God is so big and so perfect and has purpose in so many things that you can find it in the mundane as well as in the monumental. Oh, I love that. You make it seem so accessible, so possible to partner with God in your everyday life. And that is so encouraging. I I love that. I hope that people just eat that up. Something as simple as cleaning up your living space could be a way because who knows what that motivates you to do next. Like, uh, you know what, instead of turning on Netflix, right now, I'm just going to give an extra 15 minutes to sit with God. That's my decision today. And that's me partnering with God and partnering with the Holy Spirit. Or like seeking growth in your relationships. I know we haven't talked much about that, but that's been a huge area of growth for me over the years. It's just learning how to build healthy and fruitful relationships, how to manage conflicts, how to communicate. And all of that is also partnering with God because relationships is how God does what he does. He does what he does through his relationships with people and through people's relationships with each other. So learning to have healthy relationships is also a part of building the kingdom of God in and through our lives. Brianna, a question that I want to ask you here that you touched on a little bit before, but I I really want to hear more and I would love for other people to get to hear more. Tell me a little bit about the volunteer work that you're doing with InterVarsity, because this seems to me like one of those places that you've decided I'm going to partner with God in this way. 
Yeah. I mean, what it's mainly looked like has been first, I was just a student participant in the uh, monthly evangelism cohort meetings. But after I graduated, Rick invited me to co-facilitate. So when the time for our monthly meetings would come around, Rick and I would brainstorm together about topics to explore. And we would draw on topics that students said they wanted to explore. And then coming up with questions for us to kind of discuss and build community and learn from each other. And then, you know, Rick would also do training and make space for us to do some coaching with each other about how we can continue to reach people in our life for Christ. And so I co-facilitated those with Rick, but then Rick also was teaching an evangelism class once and he invited me to come speak about sharing my story because he knows that I share my story regularly in different elements of my story through my YouTube channel and my Instagram, Bring Myself and God. And so I went on there and like talked about you know, sharing my story. And now I get to do this thing that InterVarsity is partnering with Crew on to encourage 80,000 high school and college students across the country to engage in this Easter initiative of gathering their friends and community and sharing what Easter means to them and extending invitations to faith. And I'm really excited about it. That's amazing. Once again, these opportunities that have come up that you get to continue investing in grad students. Now, all of these high school students and college students, just because of a few yeses that you've given saying, this is an opportunity for me to partner with God and to partner with other people. What a cool opportunity to be a part of, to see 80,000 students preparing to share their story around the Easter season and to share about Jesus with their friends. <laughs> 80,000 stories that that maybe wouldn't have been told otherwise. Oh man, that is so amazing. That is good. He can do it. So Brianna, it sounds to me like there's been so much that you've gotten to experience in grad school and since grad school. If you could go back and talk to about to graduate Brianna and give yourself some advice, what would you say to yourself? Trust that God is guiding you. Ask him to guide you and then trust him to deliver on that. I know that when it comes to your future, there can be a lot of anxiety about what's next, but know that God has been orchestrating your steps since before you were in your mother's womb and he isn't stopping now. He isn't leaving you hanging because you're his child and he has the right opportunity and the right doors for you. It's just a matter of seeking him and also waiting because it may not come exactly Exactly when you think it should. It may come a little bit later. It may come in a way that isn't expected. So just have patience and have trust in God. Pray and seek him. And, you know, he might speak to you through peace that you feel in your spirit about taking a particular step or not taking a step like the peace that I felt about not applying to jobs, even when everyone around me was. He might speak to you through an urge to take a step or try something or explore something, explore an opportunity. He might speak to you through people suggesting things to you. Like I know the job that I'm going up for now. Someone came to me about it a month ago and I totally dismissed them because I'm like, I'm not leaving my current job. But two more people came to me about the same job a month later. And I'm like, well, maybe I should explore this. Just be open to the ways that God would guide you and order your steps and don't count yourself out of anything because God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. If God calls you somewhere, you have just become qualified because it is literally the same way when Jesus told Peter to come out on the water. And the moment he said, come. Peter wasn't able to walk on water. So the moment that God tells you to come do this, you are now enabled and have the grace to do it. And so just trust in that. Brianna, my word, you are incredibly wise. 
And it has been an honor to get to hear your story. People that want to hear more from you, how can people keep engaging with you, Brianna? Like I said, I'm a YouTuber and I am on, I'm on Instagram. So I, I like to share my story and be available online to connect with people and to encourage people in their walk with God. So if you search Bree, Myself and God on YouTube or Instagram, that's B-R-I, Myself and God. That's all one word together on Instagram. And it's kind of separated by regular punctuation and an ampersand off if you look it up on YouTube, but you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can watch my videos. You can DM me on Instagram. I also have an email address that I made. If people wanted to reach out to me, it's Bree Myself and God at gmail.com. And if you want to connect with me through my business, that's successfullyyouconsulting.com. Awesome. I, I, we will make sure that all of that makes its way into the show notes so that people can have every opportunity to keep engaging with you. Thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you. This has been such a fantastic conversation. And I'm excited for you to continue partnering with God in these amazing ways. Maybe we'll even have to do just a really short follow-up sometime because I would love to hear what ends up happening as a result of this partnership with Crew and InterVarsity and uh, these 80,000 students. That is the goal. <laughs> yes, yes. You all who are listening, you can be praying for 80,000 students. Yes. Dude, if you're a college student, you might get some outreach about it. So definitely participate. <laughs> That's right. Say yes if that email ends up in your inbox. Brianna, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your words. This has been fantastic. Thank you. I really enjoyed it as well. Thank you for making space for me to share and for listening and taking such a genuine interest. And I hope that it blesses anybody that, that gets a chance to come across it. I'm confident that it will. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay, I know it's not the final piece of advice that Brianna gave, but I have to go back to the question she asked earlier. Literally every day is an opportunity to partner with God for purpose. Can I find the beauty of what God is doing in and through me today? Friends, where is God already at work in your life today? Maybe it's just a whisper right now, or maybe God's standing in front of you waving his hands in the air to get your attention. Whatever it is, what does it look like to say yes and follow him in living into the purpose he's set before you? It doesn't have to be helping 80,000 high school and college students share their story at Easter with their friends, but it might be inviting your neighbor over for dinner. It might be getting out of bed 20 minutes earlier or turning off the book of Boba Fett 20 minutes earlier at night so you can spend some time with Jesus. I know those are both tough options could even be connecting with the university staff at the campus down the street and using your gifts and resources to bless other college students who are about to graduate in a few months. It could be any number of things, big or small, but whatever it is, it's an amazing opportunity to rub shoulders with Jesus and discover a portion of the purpose he's created for you. Once again, thank you so much, Brianna, for spending some time with us these last couple of weeks. I'm so grateful for your story and the way God's using you to bless Chicago, InterVarsity, our podcast, and so many others by engaging with your purpose. Thanks for joining us this week. Come on back next week as we revisit an episode from our very first round of recordings with UW-Eau Claire alum and my friend, Rachel. If you haven't heard this conversation yet, next week will be a great opportunity to do it. And if you have, enjoy giving it a second listen. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share so you and your InterVarsity friends don't miss it or any other future episodes. Have a great rest of your week, and see you next time, alumni.